2: Hi, I'm Tane, and I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
3: Hello, hello, hi, people out there. Hi, Aid, how
2: are you? I'm good. How Tane, how are you doing? Doing good. Did you miss me? Um, (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) (laughs)
3: It's so weird. I feel like. The last year and a half, we've just had, like, a structure. We've had a schedule. And then last week, like, just not watching maps at 8 p.m. On a Wednesday was like, uh, what's happening? Something is missing. Something's wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we were occupied. We were both very occupied while we were not watching maps
3: Sure were. It was good. It was a good time off. But, um, I mean, we still watched it. We just didn't get the chance to talk about it. So, um... You know, let's do a little housekeeping before we talk about that.
2: Do we have anything to share with the people? So just so everybody knows, we're on Patreon where we cover Unfiltered and we cover Couples Cam. And we actually covered the journey so far with Kevin Frazier before we went on our little holiday. Um, So yeah, and then those episodes our bonus episodes come out early the next week. So Monday, Tuesday of next week is when they should be out. So go find us on Patreon. So you can hear our thoughts on unfiltered and couples Cam. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash alter call M A F S.
3: All right. So let me ask aid. What did you think of last week's episode?
2: It was actually very good. <laughs> like bad. We missed a good episode. Um, but yeah, it was all right. What did you think? I mean,
3: I thought it was a good episode. I think I'm getting to that point where everyone is predictable,
2: if that makes any sense. It's almost yeah. like we know what to expect. Yeah. But I also think there's going to be surprises. Um, Because <laughs> um, they, they throw stuff at us, you know?
0: Yeah,
3: they do. But I kind of, yeah, you're right. I think because of the previews, I know to expect something. But I kind of feel like the this season, they kind of hit their humps early. I'm not complaining. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's the drama that we're watching for. So, But I'm just saying, like, with the episode, and I think they shared a lot, like, with the journey so far. It's almost like they showed us the next two weeks. So we knew what to expect. And this time it wasn't, like, a fake out.
2: They got the They got it in order. They yeah I see what you mean. So let's go through each couple and and okay. talk about what happened to them last week. Okay. So let's start with Brett and Ryan. What did what did you think of them last week?
0: Um,
3: I just had like light notes in them. I just think it was sad, you know, about Baxter. I mean, like we just met him, you know, and everything. But I think the one thing I was gonna ask you was, it felt like ryan was being genuine it's it's weird talking about it in hindsight now (laughs) but i was gonna do we give ryan credit for trying because
2: he really did seem like he was trying i mean he was trying but i noted that he did that scavenger hunt business so for it to end with a gift card a gift card (laughs) is literally the most impersonal gift you can give somebody (laughs) ever
0: (laughs)
3: like i'm not thinking you go get what you want
2: I don't care. <laughs> and I feel like that summarizes Ryan in that I actually don't want to bash him too much because I don't think he's doing much of anything wrong. Um, but it's just so clear that he's not into her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then the movie theater they went to. I think that was the last movie theater that I went to before the pandemic, and I haven't been back since. I saw Hustlers. That was a good movie. I can't hear Usher without thinking about that that movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was the one with Jennifer Lopez and the strippers. It was really good.
3: Yeah, I saw it. I'm a huge J-Lo fan.
2: I I am a medium J-Lo fan. Um, <laughs> but I also felt like she gave him credit for being there for her when her dog died, but he really wasn't. She was like, he went to the gym, and then I had to take her to the vet. But he didn't come back. And she's like, but he's being so supportive. I was like, what? No, he's really not. Ryan gives me,
3: um, you know, there's certain people who don't know what to do with negative emotions. And then they try to make it sound like you're just a negative person. But the problem really is they're not equipped to deal with anything bad. Like, just give me the good times and don't bother me with the bad times. That's what Ryan gives me. So he's like, oh, I got to work out. Sorry. And you're right. But it seems like Brett and a lot of the women are just willing to take baseline
2: Shit this season (laughs) I like the way You describe that Um, So and of course their story will continue This week so uh, Bow and Johnny I mean
3: my first line Was good to see he's still dumb Because I, I, I don't understand Why he thinks he's the only one who gets to Complain what does he Think he needs to work on if he has All this laundry list what does he Think he needs to work on Like, how does he not think he's not the one being too critical? I'm not even going to go with his delusion. I think the one highlight for me that I was going to ask you was, like, listen, if Bao says she makes gourmet meals, but we ain't (laughs) seen no gourmet meals, and it's facts, we've seen her make salmon (laughs) with him and all that. I do have to agree with him. There's no gourmet
2: meals, though, but, (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss it further this this week, but the gourmet meals was one of the just, like... I don't even know what to do with that because if you guys were to listen to the Patreon episode on the journey so far where they showed us this gourmet meals business, I was insistent that there were gourmet meals (laughs) only to discover these people last week put Balor Blast. They did a quick package to be like, she ain't cooking nothing.
3: (laughs) Nothing. And even the carbonara that she's so proud of, she put in like a, a, what's it called? Uh, Not a pressure cooker. Like, the I thought someone, so, Yeah, she just throw the ingredients and she just kept staring. She was staring and staring. I was like, okay, Bob, that's enough. She didn't do like much. I mean, the meal prep maybe, but that was not the word. It was gourmet meals. But Johnny took that and ran all the way to Timbuktu. I'm talking about you. you lie. You present yourself in a different way. Like, ugh. I don't know. Johnny is just not it.
2: Not it at all. And he will continue this week to hmm, be not it. <sighs> so then we get on to Gillian and Merla. They had a really good um, week last week. I, I just, I'm really bothered by the fact that based on, like, last week, they are the golden couple of the season, and they just do not rate.
3: <laughs> it was just such a good, like, they would have gotten my bouquet last week. Like, I don't think we've ever seen Merla this happy as on their one month anniversary. That um thing that he set up for her?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: She was really pleased with it. And then they were just like, you know, Gil is just like, I mean, he's appointed himself the daddy of the group. So every time they go and he's asking when they went salsa. Marla's just like, <laughs> I'm just here to hold your hands and show you affection. I don't give a fuck about these people. I don't care if they
2: hate each other. <laughs> so, What just- I found interesting is because Reddit told us that there was some sort of blow up with Michaela and the girls. Someone, like, theorized that, like, her big issue person must be Mirla. I don't know where they got that impression. So when they Ooh. went for salsa dancing and they hugged, I was like, okay, well, that's not it. Um,
3: well, on the flip side, when you said that, it could be it, but that could be why Michaela didn't want to salsa because I thought that was very strange.
2: I, I was a mixed mind. Let's talk about Michaela and Zach next. Mm. I was a mixed mind on the whole salsa dancing thing. Um, on one hand, I thought she was being a brat. And I think mm-hmm. Gil thought that too and was not afraid to say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, you try a new thing, you're uncomfortable. You're just like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one. No, no, she was just a brat. Nope. Nope. nope just she a was a brat. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying I to was- talk myself into it. Then I was like, nah. <laughs> I was ready for you
3: to land the plane. I'm like, nope, she was a brat because they brought up a very good point. Well, Gil brought up a very good point. You didn't do it with him. If you had done it with him and you sat, Okay, we can say you tried it and you didn't like it. But she had real major Vince syndrome. Like, like, oh, I'm not being good at it, so I quit. But it did seem like it was something else was the reason why she didn't do it. So, I don't know what it is, because it seems like the editors are hell-bent on leaving things out for us. But um, I just think she had to be mad about something else. But then again, when isn't she mad about something? So That
2: was their low for the episode. And then they, you know... I basically was like, okay, Zach and Michaela are back to smashing. Um, because you suddenly they're happy. Oh, oh, yes. After that hotel room last week, yes. Hmm. Okay. And the fact that Michaela's all like, I'm in love the next day. I'm like, uh, you're-, <laughs> <laughs> you're in love because you guys had one good night. Okay, you're right. Because I was just like, where did that
3: come from? We just went from, I don't know if I can be with you to, I love him. And I told him that. All right, so our final couple was Rachel and Jose, who looked like they had a conversation the same day. Um, Jose was telling his fables to the guy, and Rachel was saying she's not in love because they had the same clothes. But I felt like Jose was just still being a super dick. He was just like, I want to move past this. How long is this going to be? Like,
2: dude, are you serious? I think that they moved on way too quickly. I find it very concerning. I can't believe they moved past it. (laughs) I thought this was going to drag on. (laughs) I I think this is, I think Rachel's making a mistake.
3: Uh, I don't know.
2: At that moment, I was like,
3: yeah. And then this um, week I was like, okay, maybe, but I don't know. And then I saw the preview for next week and I'm like back to, okay, maybe it's a mistake. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, did you have anything else or are we ready for this week? we're ready
2: for
3: this week all right oh eight. i'm gonna tell <laughs> you, and you lovely people i had to take Tylenol for this episode because i was livid <laughs> entirety, every time i saw johnny's stupid face i was livid this is not okay
2: but it is not okay and you know i Like, Chris distracted us a lot last year with, like, Mercedes, and my girlfriend's pregnant, and da-da-da-da-da. But the longer this goes on, the more I'm like, Chris and Johnny sure do have a lot in common.
3: Both not ready, and they feel like you have to break down somebody else because of your stupidity. Because, again, like you said, and I, you know, I've thought about it, and, you know, it's easy to want to hate Ryan, but you're right, Aid. He's not doing anything wrong. You don't have to be cruel and mean about it. But Johnny seems insistent on being mean about it. And that's the difference. So, again, we'll talk about it. But let's start, like we always do, to get them out the way, Ryan and Brett. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brett meets up with a friend. Her name was Deborah, And she's telling her, oh, we watched our wedding video. And the friend asked, how did Ryan react? And Brett was like, um, well... I was all sentimental about it, but it didn't hit with Ryan the same way. Her friend is like, okay, does real life reflect the same way as the video? And Brett is like, nope, it doesn't. But it was at some point, but something happened and Ryan isn't into them anymore and he's checked out. Brett tells her friend that her perception is there is a point where he checked out and for her, her, her doubts were early and she got that out the way. Her friend is like, well, I knew this about you and you you would stick through this no matter what. And (laughs) you're not a superficial person. I know you're not looking for the physical, which I thought
2: was shade. Was that just me? That is, it's just such an odd obligation. Who the hell wants to marry someone they're not physically attracted to? Uh, and, And if you do, that's not a credit to you.
3: No, that's not how I took it. She said, "I know you're not looking for this. You can find someone that's hella unattractive. Like you can tell, like this person's unattractive to the, I don't know, average person. But I find this person attractive because how someone you know, how you view someone you know versus someone who doesn't know shit about them is going to be different. And then it causes the physical. So I think she's acknowledging that Ryan is not, mm, he's not a stud, but that doesn't matter." (laughs) like so you think she was backhandedly calling him not attractive absolutely she said i am not looking for the i know you're not looking for the physical but i know you're looking for an actual there is nobody that would see ryan walking down the aisle that day and the friends are like okay you got you no i I actually think that's debatable but go ahead really i mean yes it is i mean for every single person there is Mm -hmm. but i mean I am a victim of the world we live in and everybody just has this idea of what is conventionally, what's that? What does everybody say? Conventionally attractive. So I think I'm using those eyes, but.
2: Okay. Um. I get, I get it. I get it. it. Just to me, I'm like, I think Ryan's conventionally attractive. I think Brett is conventionally attractive, but it just doesn't. Anyway. I I totally see what the friend, I see what you say the friend is saying, which is that he's not (laughs) that hot. And I'm like, (laughs) and okay, I know
3: we shouldn't dwell on this,
2: but one more point that I wanted to bring
3: up when I said like people have different things. Brad has had the opportunity to see him through different things, like the honeymoon and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like for me, the only way that I actually thought, oh, do you know how many episodes it took us to realize that, oh, Ryan got a body on him? (laughs) <laughs> then we started saying, oh, you know, maybe he's not that bad. Her friend hasn't seen that. <laughs> All she's seen is a man that looked like he's tired of life, standing at the end of the um, There, maybe thin and just looking bored. So, you know. But for me, I think knowing that Ryan is actually physically fit and how he was at the honeymoon and seeing him in his bathing suit, that actually, you know, swayed me a little. So, like, okay, Ryan is not that bad. But before that, mm, okay, no more Ryan talk. <laughs> so she, say, <laughs> she says that um they have similar communication styles, which is avoiding things, and she wants to have those conversations to understand things, but she doesn't think he wants to have them with her. Not that I know Brett more than she knows herself, but I honestly didn't pick up on the fact that she wants to avoid things. What do you think? All right, same. Same so when she kept saying that i'm like are you making excuses for him because you're always like ready to talk so Mm. so we get a segue and ryan and zach are together at the gym and aid you know someone sent us a comment or a question asking if we thought that they were hanging out more this season and you know in the beginning we're just like no they usually hang out all the time but i don't know the more the season goes along do you think they're making them hang out
2: more There's a lot of one-on-ones. I feel like they've ditched the group concept and I wonder if it's because of this Michaela situation in Mm. favor of a lot of one-on-ones with different people from different couples.
3: Yeah. Cause at first I was gonna say it was COVID, but I was like, no, we've had a lot of friends too, actually, so hmm, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the problem. Let them hang out with their, their spouses and spend that time with them. So, so Ryan and Zach are together at the gym and he asked him how it's going and simultaneously um, Brett is still with her friend. So this is like a simultaneous uh, conversation, but I just separated it with the friend. So now I'm just gonna, Ryan and Zach at the gym. So Ryan tells Zach that things are still the same and he wanted this beautiful story with Brett and the marriage to work, but it's not happening. Zach tells him that, you know, the one thing Pascal told him was that he already made the decision that it won't work. And does he think that's what's affecting their marriage? Ryan, a man of many words, is like, I don't know. Zach asks how she thinks the marriage is going. And Ryan is like, I mean, she has to know it's not going well. And Zach is like, well, but does she know you have to be direct? Zach tells him it's best to tell her how he feels. And once again, Ryan says, I don't, know, I don't know, man. <laughs> that is pretty much all you know. They said. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought it was such a pointless scene. The problem with putting them together is they put people who clearly don't necessarily have a connection, and it's like, okay, here, talk, and I'm like, okay, this was so unnecessary. But hey,
2: who does Ryan um, have a connection with on this show? <sighs>
3: Dating apps? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't know. The only connection I know really is Jose and Johnny. Other than that, I don't know. Even the women. They're not like besties like Atlanta women. But the Atlanta women must have been miserable. That's why they were hanging out with each other. Except Brianna. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, Brett does tell her friend that her hope is waning and everyone has a breaking point. So we move on to the next scene. And because Ryan and Brett cannot be alone together, they are on a double date with Jose and Rachel. And I'm just like, this is odd again. But Brett tells us that she planned it, hoping that Ryan doing something active and fun will listen him up. And, and it's some kind of ninja gym, you want to say? Yes. Um, Brett says, you know, I'm... <laughs> She's not climbing up any of this stuff and all that kind of things. But then Rachel goes for it. And it's terrible that I sighed a sigh of relief when Brett decided to actually go for it. Because in my mind, I was just like, oh, my God. Ryan is just going to use this against you. Like, just go. But, again, she shouldn't do something she's not comfortable with. Fuck Ryan. But she did. And... I guess um, Brett knows Ryan more than we do because Ryan is telling us that he's happy and he's glad that she planned this because he enjoys doing stuff like this. I got to give all of them kudos. I think they were all pretty impressive with all the things that they did.
2: When Rachel made it up that wall, I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then the guys with that stupid Ninja Warrior business on the like in the race. I was like, they're in good shape.
3: Yeah, you got to be in good shape. You just knew Jose was so proud. Right?
2: You're like, that's why I I feel everything
3: is a competition in Jose's mind. <laughs> Say that last sentence again. So, oh, I feel everything is a competition in Jose's mind. Yeah. Okay. So Brett says Ryan is having fun and she hopes it's helping their marriage because if it's not, she's out of ideas. And that was the saddest thing I've ever heard. And Ninja Gym, to help your marriage... <laughs>
2: Girl, I was a like, oh, warrior is not going to save your marriage. This is Well, for one thing, this is over, you know? Like, it's done.
3: Oh, man. So Ryan meets up with his sister, at her house. I don't... His sister gives me such bad vibes. She hasn't really, like, said anything besides the whole girls don't have substance or they're potatoes or whatever else she said. But I don't know. She gives me bad vibes. And... Does he live
2: with pistach- his sister or she... Or he used to live with his sister. Because I think they met at his house. And I was like, does she live there? Okay, it did look like his house. Because I was like, did
3: they just decorate similar? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but, um, and starts with, you know, that Brett is very messy. And I got to give him this one. When they showed the flashback, I shuddered. I was like, what is
2: happening? <laughs> and- they are just introducing a whole new storyline. We've never heard about this before, ever. Yeah. If you're going to pick something,
3: uh, Ryan, maybe start from there and not the fact that she's scared of everything because we've never seen that besides one time in, during the honeymoon, well, the plane, plane gate, but still. But yeah, after how messy she is, production decides to show us the, the, the disaster that was their honeymoon bathroom. And then he takes a dig at her, which I didn't quite like, talking about how she washed her clothes last night. And he's pretty sure that when he goes home today that she still hasn't put them in the dryer. Um, I don't know. There's something to be said about how you present your spouse to your family. Like, even if you know their habits, nobody asked you for that information. Don't volunteer it. So the sister does ask a very valid question. If you had a woman who looked like a Victoria's Secret model that was messy, would it bother you as much? And Ryan is like, well, I'll probably just do the dishes with a smile.
2: That was gross. Uh, Yeah, because basically what he's... He can't appreciate anything about her because he's not attracted to her. It wouldn't matter if she had the greatest personality in the world, in my opinion, because he's not attracted to her. No. No, I don't you know, all these
3: talks you had when you were younger because his sister's like, oh, if you had a Victoria's Secret model, like these are teenage dreams, like ugh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, his sister asked him if he's told her how he's feeling and he said that he's struggling and it has to do with how he was raised. You know, his family had no emotional depth to their conversations. I mean, kudos to the self-awareness, I guess. But, um, His sister also tells him that she thought that he would have transitioned into married life and he was hoping that he would learn some things, but from what she's seeing, he has not learned anything. Ryan tells his sister that she's a good person. She communicates. She's open. I'm like, you're listing all the good things about a person, but no, let's focus on the one thing, but she works herself up a lot. And she's not going to be open to hear what he has to say, which, again, I think is false.
2: Yeah, I think it's just an excuse because he doesn't want to say it.
3: Yeah. So the sister tells him that she should want someone, that she would want someone to be open with her. And him not saying anything is doing more harm than good. So Ryan goes back home. And, you know, in the beginning, they'd shown us some condolence uh, flowers that Brett had received from her dog passing. And apparently Ryan's dog ate some of the flowers. I don't even know if it's a metaphor for anything. And I didn't even understand what they were saying. But I got to tell you, Aiden, when
2: I saw the yellow all over his dog's mouth, I burst out laughing. I thought it was so awful. So first your dog has to, I don't, you know, I don't care about the animals. But your dog has to be put down. And then this husband who doesn't even like you that much, his dog is still living and then eats your condolence flowers. She was really nice about it. Really nice about it.
3: Uh, Brett is just giving him a lot of leeway. But it, whatever it was, I think is a metaphor of their relationship. Like, just the dogs are like your owner. Like, just, just go. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> just
2: eating my pain.
3: <laughs> just eating the flowers. Like, uh. So Ryan says, you know, he it was like a weird conversation. I honestly didn't even know what they were talking about at some point. I thought he was finally going to tell her. And I think Brett thought the same thing, too. But he brings up stuff about not sleeping well. There's like this long, awkward silence. And then Ryan is like, oh, they need to do something because if he doesn't sleep, she's not going to want to be around him. And, you know, he does mention that, you know, he's still struggling with this and it sucks to have this uncertainty and doubt. You can't pretend and force something. And, you know, he was open and then he's fighting with himself and nothing has naturally happened. And Brett is just like, uh, I feel like he's trying to tell me something, but he's going in circles. He should just spit it out. And then Ryan says, you know, I know her past and I don't want to do that to her. And what do you do in this situation? I I just no spit it knows. out,
2: right? No one knows.
3: No. <laughs> Cause kudos to him for being considerate because she has mentioned how you know the past has affected her, but you can't live in limbo forever, so you might as well just spit it out. But good on Ryan for saying, for, sorry, Brett, for being like, he just has to say it. I'm not going to make it easy for him. I'm not going to bring up the conversation. If you're not saying it, I'm not saying it. So he says he needs to get sleep, and, you know, nothing good can come from him. Him, I think the couch is not enough for him anymore. And she's like, I mean, you can sleep in the other bedroom, and... Brett tells us that if he doesn't want to be with her, then don't. But it's frustrating for him not to say anything. He just needs
2: to say it. And that was it for them. I continue to just not fault him too much. Because I'm also <laughs> like, this is married at first sight. Even if he comes out and says it, he still has to spend the next three weeks hanging out. Because somehow this show forces these people into it. So I could sort of understand being like, do I want to tell her now when we basically have to be together Multiple times over the next three weeks? Or do I just want to hold out?
3: Yeah.
2: He's yeah. given her enough hints about what his answer will be on decision day. In fact, as I was watching this, I was like, I think they're gonna be the first couple on decision day.
0: <laughs> Maybe the
2: second.
3: <laughs> Don't worry, memorize that. I'm gonna take down your your <laughs> positions later.
2: <laughs> Zero Good. mystery about what he's going to say. <laughs> And, no, I, and I actually trust Brett to have enough self-respect To say the same mm-hmm.
3: Yeah she They both know they're done I don't, she keeps saying this whole But I guess she has to say that But yeah, they both know they're done Alright guys We
0: will be back in a minute
2: And we're back With Michaela and Zach there's a little selfie cam where Zach is going around their apartment. I guess Michaela's working from home or something. And he's like, look at my wife's natural hair. Her natural hair is very pretty. Um, very pretty. And it gives me some insight into what she's doing all the time. She she has a way with hair pieces. Um, they Their activity, because everybody, I guess, has to have physical activity this week. Their activity <laughs> is bubble ball, where you're in a giant ball and you knock each other down. Zach says that he's, like, scared to hurt her, but they have a good time. Knocking each other down. Uh, <laughs> it looked like a lot of Wait, start. are you saying that sarcastically? Or <laughs> with they sarcasm- saying that fun? It looked like fun. You're a giant bubble, blah, 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 knock. Blah, 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 blah. Like They look like they had fun.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they talk about their happiest moments in marriage afterwards. They sit down, have a little chat. She said it was when he surprised her after COVID with the flowers. He says it was at the wedding. Those are interesting moments.
3: <laughs> Very interesting. It gives insights. I haven't been happy since then, <laughs> which is really sad.
2: Um and then they talk about creating a new boba and she makes a joke that he could always buy her a house. And he's like, "You should buy me a house." And I thought that conversation was pretty pointless. Very um random. she says they're taking it one day at a time, but she wants it to last forever. Then we see Michaela meet up with her sister Sharifa. Beautiful braids, <laughs> Sharifa has really wow. nice. Yes, and she has nice edges. <laughs> My edges never look like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Sharifa kind of expresses that she's been MIA. She hasn't been in contact, and she says that uh, Michaela says that they've been going through some stuff. She says that she's learning things. Michaela talks some. Some I-, I just hear pageant answers.
3: Can I say that usually, ordinarily, I agree with you, but I do think that this was the first time I actually thought she was honest because she, she. It's kind of like she took her responsibility for her part, and her sister understood because her sister knows who she is. Hmm. So I don't know. There was some kind of sincerity in what she said and she did say how she you know acts out instead of you know butling up instead of speaking out so
2: she also said that Zach talks to her in the way that she needs to be talked to that felt very paternal <laughs> <laughs> like he's her <a> disciplinarian <laughs> um Sharifa asks if they're having babies and Michaela looks at her like she's crazy which is the correct response
0: She's Mind like, well, you got true. married
2: at first sight, so might as well have babies at second sight. That made me laugh. Um, in an interview, her sister says that she thinks that Michaela's grown by leaps and bounds. And Michaela says that she loves him. That is actually the most concerning thing I think ever. <laughs> Why, <Wide. laughs> I just think that you, like, to me, I hear, like, you have no... con concept or understanding of what love is okay (laughs) i feel like they have been able to coexist peacefully for like less than a week at a time so (laughs) what are you talking about um she says that she's learning to be better and that her brain has grown like the grinch's heart i can see that Dr. Seuss references are always a little confusing to me. I'm like, have I read that one? Like, I don't remember. What's the thing about the Grinch in his heart? Um, <laughs> yeah. and Michaela, we flashback. Michaela and Zach are back at their place and they get a Roomba. And Michaela is really excited about the Roomba, and that I truly understand. Um, do, you, do you have one? I got one as a housewarming gift. Like, almost. Like, a year and a half ago. But, like, it was running last week, and I called the person who bought it for me to be like, this is the best thing ever.
3: Ah, I've been thinking about getting one.
2: It makes me so happy. You just let that little sucker run for hours, and you look at your floors, and you're just like, wow. No lint anywhere. So clean. Uh, All right. I'm sold. I'm going to get one. So, (laughs) after the Roomba, uh, they're scrapbooking and they have all the pictures printed out and they write two poems. The poems are very nice. At one point, because Zach spells his Zach with a K and then she spelled it Zachary with a CH, and I was like, did she misspell his name? But that must be a stylistic preference. Apparently, his Zachary is CH because I think he would have said something if it was a CK.
3: Yeah, I'm laughing because I had the same thought. I was like, I've been spelling his name wrong. <laughs>
2: But anyway, Michaela and Zach, I think they had like a, a very even week. Not too many highs, not too many lows.
3: I do think that she was genuinely happy. Um, I don't know if it's all an act on both their sides if they're forcing things, but they just seem committed to it. But my only thing was for people who are affectionate people, like even at the moment where they liked each other's, uh, like the poems that they wrote, they didn't kiss.
2: They gave themselves church hugs. Church hugs. What's that? Fair point, fair point. They did both seem happy this week. But, you know, I just, I don't trust. I don't blame you. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I
3: still have flashbacks of the Lysol. So (laughs) that doesn't go away. I think that's the thing. So I don't know. It just, I guess the problem was like they had a huge turnaround so quick. Like, one minute we're saying, I don't trust you in the salsa dancing. I want someone who wants a future. And then the next minute we're saying, I love you and I've told you. So, you know.
2: we'll It's see. very hot and cold.
3: Very hot and cold. That's what they should have called the entire season. All right. We move on to our golden couple. I don't know how they <laughs> became our golden couple. <laughs> Nobody would have won this in their bingo card. No one. Well, except the lady in Journey so far. But, um... Merla and Gil. Gil is in the kitchen. I couldn't tell if it was a protein shake or a smoothie or something like that. He was in there and Merla walks in and then he brings up the fact that his lease is up in three weeks and he doesn't think he's going to renew it. Merla laughs and she's like, oh, you should. But I couldn't tell if she was joking or not, but she was apparently joking because Gil says they have to go apartment shopping before decision day. My first thought was Merla, you better pick a place with a bigger closet. And Gil just tells her and then he's like, he already took initiative and he went and got a prices for the apartments. So at first I thought he said he got prices for the apartments here, meaning these apartments that they're staying in right now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't till much later. I realized that it wasn't this apartment because I was like,
2: why would you want to live here? Um, I was like, maybe they really like the building. But you're right. It took until later for... Later, yeah. yeah. Their apartment Mm -hmm. hunting is very unclear.
3: Very, very unclear.
2: But I want to point out something
3: about this scene. The fact that they're talking about the lease and casually, and no one is like, no, you shouldn't do this. It was just so casual, so normal. So, yeah, I mean, like, duh, of course we're going to live together. Yeah, we shouldn't. It was just easy. I thought that was so dope.
2: And this is why they're getting gold a couple status.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Marla tells us that, you know, this is what she wanted, that her marriage is a dream come true and more. And Gil is still talking about the apartments that he was looking at, how the smaller of the two is higher. I thought he meant the price, but I'm not quite sure. But then I am pretty sure it is the price because then he adds, well, I'm not a fan of mid-rise or high-rise apartments. And I'm like, Gil is not a fan of anything he can't afford. So (laughs) he started He starts making a list of things that he hates and Merla is rubbing off on him because Mr. Positive is now focusing on all the things. He's like, I don't like garages. I don't like elevators. I don't like concierges. Like, why would someone open my door? I can open my own door. It's too bougie. Like, he'll stop fighting things that don't make any sense. Like, geez. Just open your own door, even if there's a concierge. I'm so, not super
2: familiar with apartments in Houston, but I'm like, how many apartments in Houston have a doorman? <laughs> i don't know i've never seen one and i'm not saying they don't exist but they are definitely not common even in the luxury apartments because that's even usually... in the luxury apartments someone to open the door no maybe someone to sit there and watch you open the door <laughs> Someone. anyway I'm, I'm, I'm thinking
3: that's what he thinks they do but that's not necessarily i don't know that's just skill <laughs> but he does take a break from complaining to ask her, you know, what she wants. And she says she likes new apartments. He takes a dig and is like, yeah, you like everything new. And you're the kind of person that wants the latest and greatest. You are not going to face our girl. Cause she's like, yup, I think I want a new phone. <laughs> that made me laugh. And then he tells us that, you know, she likes new things and it worries him that she might get tired of him. I'm like, Gil- surely you don't believe that. They made you say that because what?
2: I think that Material? was a little bit mm, not correct. She, <laughs> like, is mat- she is materialistic, but she also seems to have all these like longtime friends. So she clearly doesn't treat people like she treats possessions. So I don't know why he said that. I don't
3: know why he said, like, are you a possession? Like if Merla was that kind of person, as soon as she saw that bald head, she was out. So anyways. So then Merla is talking to her friend, I think Elisha or Alicia. I don't know. She didn't have actually said it. They just wrote it. And the friend wastes no time in asking what it's like living with a frugal person. That took me out because I'm like, (laughs) I like this girl. (laughs) So she says it's been good that he's frugal in the right way. She tells her friends that, you know, he went to look for apartments. And the friend was like, you trust him to look for the apartments? And she's like, yeah, I trust him because he knows how I am. She tells her how he found a new place that had, you know, those workouts on a mirror, and it has a huge amenity space and a theater. And that's how you know that Merla is in love. She doesn't know that yet. Because I don't even know that I'll trust him to go get an apartment. I feel like he'll try to look for a deal (laughs) or something like that. Get us some random place. Because she didn't even look at it. So you have to trust him and love him to do that. So... And also notice how she doesn't, you know, take jabs at Gil. Gil always, oh, she's spoiled. She's a princess. She's this, But she's saying even when they make fun of him being frugal, she spins it in a positive way. So then as they're speaking, Hype, um, Gil's dog starts slobbering. And she actually says, oh, I have to wipe his face. Then the friend <laughs> asks about Gil's head. Just the way she asked it, I was <laughs> like, what? his head because she was worried about that on the wedding day Merla said that listen I decided that I was not gonna focus on the negative because if I did that it would be an endless hole of nothingness look at this wisdom and I put a side note like I feel like she could give Johnny advice on this but then I realized that the husbands and the wives don't hang out like I don't know if that's on purpose like wouldn't it help to get perspective from the other gender
2: Well, they did at Johnny's barbecue, but not typically, no. Well, no, I mean, like, one-on-ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, but remember Amani and um, Henry? That's what she needs. She needs that type of intervention for Johnny. Yeah. But anyway.
3: But, yeah. But anyway, she says she focused on the positive because there is a lot of good in Gil, that he is so patient, and she didn't even stress patient as much when she was... um, writing down her list. And I'm like, how? Why? That should be number one. The friend asks if she notices when he's unhappy about something. And she goes, yeah, he gets quieter, which is very rare. <laughs> but yeah, Merla knows her man. So she mentions also how her husband is social and she doesn't like to socialize as much as she, he does and gives an example of his friend who bought a new house and he <laughs> wanted to go see him. And our girl Merla... <laughs> says can we meet him in a bar or restaurant <laughs> and honestly Marla really thinks this makes sense even her friend was like uh girl uh, what I,
2: this is where like Marla and this not going to people's houses things maybe to me is just like the strangest thing it's not the first time it's come up when she went to Jose's barbecue she was like I don't go to people's houses and at the mm-hmm. time that sounded crazy but this is a real thing I, I, I don't know why, like, it's such a strange thing. I'm like, is it like you like a neutral third ground? Like you don't like to be in other people's territory? <laughs> do you think other people's houses are dirty? Like, what is it that you don't like to go to people's houses?
3: I don't think it's the housing part or the territory part. I think it's just socializing. Because I understand it. Like, it's something that I struggle with. But I also understand, like, I function in a human world. And sometimes you have to visit people and sometimes you have to do it. But Merla in her mind thinks that someone bought a new house and you want to go over and see it, but you need to go to a bar or restaurant. Like that was what, (laughs) but I think hers is just a socializing. She'd rather just be on her phone in her house by herself and not dealing with people. That's my guess. I don't know.
2: Okay.
3: So, um, a friend, her friend is like, um, you know, It's not the Merla show. It's not always about you. And you need to get to know his friends so they know you. Because you don't want them to think you're a bitch. I mean, she kept saying B, which was weird. I'm like, Lifetime, you can say bitch, right? (laughs) It's 10 o'clock. And Merla says, I mean, I don't care. I'll say hi from the past. I'm like, oh, girl, get over it. So Gil meets up with his friend Christian, who he said he hadn't seen since the wedding. I don't remember him. Do you? Nope.
2: Oh, wait, I do remember Christian because he was one of the ones, I think, who was like, why didn't you kiss him at the altar? (laughs) I don't remember
3: him. So he tells him that he didn't renew his lease and that should tell him how well things are going. It is not guilt if he doesn't mention that she's bougie and she's a girly girl and likes to pamper herself. But for the first time, Gil doesn't make a big deal about it. And the friend is also like, I mean, she deserves it. Like, I mean, she works hard for it and all that stuff. Gil has now switched to something else as an issue, which is that she throws tantrums when she doesn't get her own way. And her saying that she wouldn't change her lifestyle for anyone seems selfish. So
2: that honestly sounded like an old soundbite from when they first met. What would you think? Was the camera on his face? Because I did not notice if the camera was on his face. Um, I think that. it was on his I think it was on his face, but I think it was also something he'd said
3: very early on in the relationship when she's like, nope, I'm not changing my spending habits. I'm not changing my lifestyle. Because. Well, I'll say why, but I just think it was old. But then they ask about the consummation and Gail says, oh, there's chemistry and she shows me all of the affection and he has no doubts about that part um the friend asked him if they would had any disagreements and he was like the disagreement was about the dog tells him all about the stuff about the dog walker and how she wasn't gonna walk and now she walks hype and then we see a montage of her doing all the things that she does for and with hype so (laughs) eight you were right you remember saying that i said said she was gonna walk that dog (laughs) sure did You sure did. So that's another reason why I think that it was an old soundbite. Because if you're saying the lifestyle, she said she was never going to walk the dog, but now she is. So I I don't think that was a current thing. They just have to find something that they (laughs) can argue about. But all in all, I think they're two for two or 11 for 11 right now. They got good episode. Well, 12 episodes.
2: So, yeah. I can't believe how well they're doing. I really can't. Um, but I feel like, okay, they're okay, they're good, but it really bothers me that they're the golden couple, because I feel like the standard for golden couple is so low this season.
3: Yeah, I can see that, because at this point, and I don't know if it's the show, even when things are going good, I'm still, like, I don't have that Woody and amani confidence. I'm still, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Are they acting? Like, something's gonna come up? So,
2: I don't know, but... Yeah, so far so good. With a question mark? <laughs> I, I do. While I'm like crap talking, I actually I don't have any. I think they're gonna be fine. It's yeah. gonna come out of left field for me if anything goes wrong with these two. I'm not worried about them at all.
3: Okay, my fear is that Gil is gonna reach his threshold and just come up with like, "Oh, Merla's selfish," because he's. I think he's being accommodating of a lot of things and he's just gonna be like, oh, I can't, you know, what about me? Are you thinking about me? So, but hopefully not, knock on wood. And we will be right back.
0: And we're back. All right, Rachel and Jose.
3: We already mentioned how we feel like, you know, they got things <laughs> back on track really quick. Only God knows if it's real, if it's fake, but they're good. So good. Jose tells us that last week they were not in a good place. And what he has learned is that this marriage, that this is his marriage and it takes a lot of work. He is willing to do anything he has to because she is everything he asked for in a woman. Rachel says she gets impatient. Oh, they're in the kitchen together and she's making him breakfast. And she says she gets impatient and she thinks that's why she hates cooking because she just wants things now. I felt Um, she tells us
2: (laughs) (laughs) the frozen section of Trader Joe's was made for some people like me and for like Rachel.
3: (laughs) That is what she said that she likes the frozen dinner. (laughs) She tells us that she feels a thousand times better and that he actually listened to her and knowing that they got past the argument gives her hope. They sit down to eat and talk about all the first that they're having together He asked what else and what are the first um, is she looking forward to? And she said her first trip to Europe with a partner. Listen, at this point, Jose really should just give in. Every single episode, Rachel has mentioned a trip to Europe. So just just let this trip happen and surrender. Look up your plane
2: tickets, save your money, get it on your budget board, (laughs) and start thinking about going to Europe this summer if you'd like to stay married.
3: Yep. Just start looking for deals. But then Jose does a 180 and says for him, he wants to do a road trip to Texas. He and I'm, said like, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you in Texas? You can't, can't road trip to Texas when you're in Texas, Jose. <laughs> Weird. But he's like, yeah, because Texas is huge. Like the hills. And I'm like, Good boy, bye. You're still driving. So Rachel tells us that, you know, our definitions of travel are not the, quite the same. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, Rachel and Jose go to a winery and Rachel just randomly just says, you know, you know, what's funny? We're in a good place. We're in a really good place. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're in a good place. Jose tells her that, you know, he appreciates her little things like, you know, she makes him breakfast, getting him coffee and that he loves that. Rachel says... Once the experiment portion is done, she feels like it'll be another start over all over again because he gets to go back to his home and she doesn't, so it's going to be a bigger change for her. Eight, I got to tell you that at this point, I do think Rachel was tipsy. <laughs> her eyes were heavy. They were a little And she wasn't slurring, but she was just talking a little slower because... <laughs> Here's the thing for me. If you already agreed that you're gonna move back to his home, don't make it like a big deal. Like I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I didn't get why she was bringing it up. It, it just seemed like an odd conversation, and I think it got odder
2: as we moved along. So and she does address it in unfiltered, which you can find on our Patreon when we talk about it.
3: <laughs> All right, Aid. <laughs> so, Rachel says randomly again that she has never been single during the summer (laughs) and summer rachel is coming and with summer rachel she has a lot of free time she gets bored easily and jose should brace himself Like, what is your intention rachel like where how this could have been said a whole different way And I think we kind of talked about this during the journey so far because they showed us the sneak peek. And my theory at the time was that I think that she was still mad at him and wanted to, like, you know, punish him and tell him, like, you don't know what I'm going to do since he's already, like, insecure and he has to prove himself. But now watching it, I just think she was tipsy. It was all that wine they were drinking. (laughs) That was just my theory. So... Jose is obviously triggered, duh, and asked her, "Um, what exactly do you mean by brace yourself?" So, <laughs> um, she said, "I mean, I'm just going off of past experiences and what could possibly happen." And you know, like he couldn't criticize her during summer, Rachel, because she will be out the door. <laughs> That's how she <laughs> said it. So Jose okay, just bites his tongue. He's he's on probation right now. So he needs to, you know, think carefully before he says anything. And he tells us that this is concerning. And she has proved that she bounces during rough times. I'm like, uh, rough time is not you screaming at your wife and telling her that she needs to go and all that kind of stuff. She was just getting herself out of a bad situation and that it but if she leaves he will be very crushed and I'm like eh these people are fine they're just playing it up so yeah they didn't not make much of-
2: sense but it also bothers me when they characterize their previous struggles as an argument there was not an argument there was just abusive behavior from one to the other I know yes. that's a big word but it's like you yelled at her for no reason then you locked her out of the house what was the argument
3: yeah like don't skip that part and
2: focus on her reaction to what you did I get, I mean, I think there' are another one that will probably say yes on decision day. I feel like we're far enough in the season that I'm making predictions now. Um, but yeah. uh, I, it doesn't make me feel good inside that they are.
3: Um, I actually think they'll make it. I mean, they look like a Eric and Virginia type situation, but I don't think that unless something else happens and he loses his temper again,
2: I actually think they'll make it. He needs to not lose his temper again like that for the rest of his life. And (laughs) I don't know if he has it in him.
3: Exactly. And honestly, if he doesn't have it in him, I want him to lose his temper again because two is too much. Actually, one is too much. But two, just get your things and go. And it's better to find out now.
2: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) On to the people who I felt like we spent half the episode on. Johnny and Al. Yeah, I'm ready to be mad <laughs> you ready, mm. ready to be mad Tane hold,
3: hold on let me let me do my woosa <gasps> wow let's go
2: <laughs> let's go so we start the episode with Val with a selfie cam she's feeling deflated she knows she needs to like warm up and romance her husband um, mm. and she's gonna go woo him and I'm like why why is this on you Um, because in the last episode they had that ridiculous sex conversation what sex conversation the one where he was basically like so we have sex but during the day you don't there's not enough lead up to the sex during the day and I want more like affection during the day because it feels like there's no lead up to the sex it's just sex and I'm just like what the fuck are you complaining about
3: I mean, I I I I needed you to jug my memory because there's so many things. I don't think Johnny even knows what he doesn't like. He just hates that she's alive and breathing <laughs> at this point. And she doesn't deserve that at all. She doesn't. And she's telling herself I need to try more. It's so painful to see.
2: <sighs> so <laughs> so we watch them with their Instapot cooking tomatoes and zucchini or something. Um, and they're talking. I'm sorry, A, put some respect on that gourmet meal.
3: You said tomatoes and zucchini, the gourmet zucchini noodles and carbonara?
2: Whatever. No, so, bolognese. Sorry. In an instant pot. <laughs> um. You're so mean. I'm just like, why can't people eat pasta? Never in my life have I wanted zucchini noodles. And neither does anybody else. Um, as food. they're As they're cooking... Have you ever wanted zucchini noodles in your life? Um, yes.
3: I actually eat them. Okay.
2: <laughs> sorry about that. As in, I'm sorry that you eat them, not them. Sorry that I talked crap okay. about them. But you yeah, know what? I, I will yeah. say this. <laughs> I hate squash. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not true. Oh, sorry. This is way off topic. I'm like, I like spaghetti squash. I don't like zucchini. <sighs> Which has nothing to do with Johnny and Bao. So let me get back on track. So they talk about the things they like to do with another person, like sort of the benefits of being coupled. She says she likes doing chores together. Um, She also says she likes doing bedroom activities with someone. And she tells him that she has a happy drawer at her house and she wants to share the drawer with someone. And she's like, well, he said he only likes vanilla, but he says that he wouldn't mind. And in an interview, she says she's not flirty, but she's doing the flirty thing because it makes him happy. And my question is, and what is he doing to make you happy? He's being alive. He's the prize. So (laughs) 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 they do a game of truth or sip. And she goes for broken the first question. She's like, yes or no on decision day. And he takes a sip. And then he comes back at her with the same question. And she says, no, I'd say yes. I still want to be married. And her justification is that she's decided she's not quitting. And she's not going to have any regrets. And she feels like she's grown a lot being with him. And he says he likes that attitude. And I'm like, are you her boss? Like-
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, Bao was a real one for all the reasons she said she would say yes. Like, this is someone that's clearly committed.
2: I actually enjoyed the fact that she really didn't say many nice things about him and her justification for staying. <laughs> it's more like, I don't want to fail, and I've decided that I'm just sticking with this. It has nothing yeah. to do with him. They do a cheers to yes on decision day. And then the he compliments the food. Didn't look that good to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into a, a, a just... Not so argument where he decides to question her on what she's doing. Like, what are you doing for this relationship? Okay, and so okay. she starts listing things so that he can shoot them down and say, well, that's not enough. And she says she's giving 100%. And he's like, well, no. If you're giving 100%, then I'm giving 150%. And She gets upset, and she says, you're not giving me any credit. And she talks about all the housework she does. And he's like, Mm -hmm. but I want big gestures. And um, she's like, I'm consistently thinking about you. And he says that she's not consistent at all. And so she's like, so you need grand gestures. And he's like, why can't you wake me up and tell me you want to do yoga or go to the gym together? Like, what kind of petty-ass shit is this? (laughs) Is your alarm broken, Johnny? Like, you can't? Anyway. You guys, I, I don't, it just sounded so ridiculous. He also implies that she's like off doing other things with friends. I would like to explore that a little bit more, but we don't really get into it. And then Bao concedes, okay, I can do that. Like he lists things that she, he wants her to do. She says she can do that. For some reason, this makes him upset. Like agitated. He is upset that she, despite the fact that us watching from the outside don't even agree with his assessment. She's like, what do you need me to do? He gives her a list. She says she'll do it. And he gets mad.
3: Uh, uh, Can I just say, I've been swirling this in my head, and I think this episode confirmed it for me. I just think Johnny is in this to see how far he can go to break her. That is the only thing that makes sense to me. As to why he's being so cruel. That's the only word that can describe what he's doing. He just wants to see if he can break her. Because it's like he gets agitated that she's not getting mad.
2: I think um, the way you put it is kind of interesting. Like that he wants to break her. I I almost... I'm not sure. But I think he wants to be the good guy. Yeah. Like he can't accept that they could... Possibly go their separate ways without one of them being the good guy and one of them being the bad guy. And so Mm -hmm. he is quite determined that he's going to be the good guy.
3: Yeah. But he wants her to do that one big something that he can hold on to and say, see, this is why. So when he's not because I actually think Johnny throws tantrums because he's how his voice changes and he starts singing, he says "Mm," and yelling. I'm like, calm down, you budget (laughs) hulk. You're not even close. So, uh, I, I, and, you know, it fills me with glee that Bao is just always even killed and always that, and then he's the one getting agitated. I don't I don't know, but yeah. <sighs> All
2: right. So he turned off into a bedroom. We see some crew. This woman takes a bite of her food. She's like, oh, well, if I have to argue with this man, I'm not going to do it hungry. Um. <laughs> 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 um then she... Oh is doing, like, a stand-up interview about the dinner that they just had, and he's throwing a tantrum, as Tane said, in the bedroom. And then he comes out. Oh, this bothers me so much. This is what I mean by, like, the similarities between, like, the Chris and the Johnny. Mm -hmm. He's throwing a tantrum, and she's doing the whole, like, it's okay. Ah, yes. Telling him what he needs to hear to try to calm him down. Like... It's incomprehensible. (laughs) It is. You said you didn't like something. You said you wanted me to do something. I agreed to do it. You throw a tantrum. You go to the room. Then you come out all upset about what no one knows. And then I'm sitting here trying to comfort you. I completely
3: pegged Bao wrong. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have told you that Bao would have been out the door in a second. I didn't think that she would put up with this.
2: And she tells him that we had a disagreement. I don't think either of us understands each other, but you know, we're still working on things. She's like, it's not me against you. She's not going anywhere. And he says he needs to think about it. And in an interview, Bao says she has to be the stronger one and she doesn't think he understands or appreciates that. Why do you have to? the
3: stronger one, Val. You know, it's what women do. Because men can't be dicks. Selfish. Is this the part where he came out and was like, I'm trying. Yeah. He's so obsessed. You're right. Very obsessed with looking like the good guy. I'm trying. No, you're not. Asshole.
2: Last week on Unfiltered, his excuse was that Val presents herself to be different and... And the, he also said that before, like when they first got married that very first day, she told him that there were certain things she didn't want to be, put on camera. I don't know what those things are. Usually it's sex. So I'm, I'm never already put that out there. So I'm like, well, what things did she want to hide? And his excuse for things is that he, she's being fake. That's his excuse. Okay, so
3: to explore that a little bit more before, if she never at the couple's dinner, if she never said that she makes gourmet meals, what would have been his example? (laughs) No, because this was not a thing before when he was saying all the things he didn't like about her. It wasn't that it was that she's too happy and too giddy. And then the gourmet meals thing happened and he wanted to blow a gasket at the table. And now that's the only example of her being fake, because what else is there? to say she's not being fake. And I'm sorry, if she says there's certain things she doesn't want on cameras, you're her husband. You have her back and don't have it on
2: camera. But he couldn't name those things. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> Just, yeah. So we wake up again, and there's selfie cam. Um, and Bow's like, guess who did not stay at the apartment last night? And Johnny says they need a time apart, so they didn't say bad things. Mm-hmm. I, for one, cannot be running back and forth like this. <laughs> In when i decide <laughs> when i decide where i want to sleep it really bothers me to have to go it amazes me how these people are like i'll sleep in the apartment oh i'll go home like i can't live like that um <laughs> she says that she feels like she's putting in more effort because she's still here and but he says he's putting in effort but he ducks and runs um He has a family barbecue today and Bao says that she has to put on a smile and she's working on memorizing names in Mandarin and she's hoping his family can give her insight so that this marriage can work. Well, I knew he was going to, by the way. (laughs) I knew he was going to. He uninvited her to the family barbecue.
3: I just didn't think he could go any lower because progressively through the episode, he was just looking worse and worse and worse and I thought he had hit his lowest I didn't
2: think he was going to. Oh, I was like, the fact that we're talking so much about this family barbecue, you ain't going. <laughs> the fact that we see you on the camera memorizing these names. Nope, nope, you're not going. <laughs> um. So she says, as husband and wife, you suck it up and you go, which is correct. That is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, You try to hide your shit. Maybe it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you go to the family event together. And he says that they need to work on themselves first before bringing her around his family. I just felt really icky and mean. Like, you're not good enough to go hang out with my family. So,
3: devil's advocate. <laughs> Johnny sucks at this baseline. But at the same time, if you know in your mind you're not going to be with this person, why bring them around? Like, honestly, not to be attached, but like to get for them to be attached to her because she's a great person. And then you know it's going to end anyways.
2: Isn't that smart in some way? It is smart in some ways, but then you own your shit. Um, <laughs> and by own your shit, just say, I don't want to bring her around my family because I don't know if we're going to last. Yeah. So we go to Uncle Frank's barbecue and they're sitting around at the table. I was actually surprised the camera crew went because I'm like, it's kind of strange to, yeah, to see... Something they were supposed to do together, and he went by himself, and then they still took the camera crew, but they took the camera crew. Uh, They sit around and talk to his family. One uncle, whose name I did not catch, was like, you're not in high school anymore. Uncle Marshall. I would never forget him. (laughs) This idiot
3: was like, I want to have those high school feelings.
2: (laughs) This one says you're 35 years old. (laughs) High school has gone. Uh, then we have Cousin Brian, who very calmly, uh, I, I just got that. I, I started realizing that while I characterized it as Team Bow, it's like your family knows who you are. They know who Johnny is. So Cousin Brian is like, well, you know, it takes time. I felt like he was going in, like trying to be like, she's so terrible, and no one in the yeah. family would cosign that. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> Bao is back at the apartment uh going a little nuts though with the meal prep. Well, the the, the juxtaposition of it
3: is that he, he's they asked him what the problem is with Bao, but then he starts listing all these things, but they're good things. Because he couldn't even give eye contacts. He's like, Oh, she says she stocks things from the freezer for me. She says she does my laundry, she says she meal preps for me. And then the aunt was like. Um, that's nice. And then he's like, yeah, but, you know, that's when he said he wanted the high school love. And then they are like, oh, so what is she doing? And this asshole is like, I don't know. She's probably
2: sitting down texting. And then we see her going around like a, you know, a whirling dervish. I think she made like 30 meals. It was a lot of meal prep. Um, <laughs> um the house at the barbecue at is um, on the water and it's really beautiful. So Johnny has a lakeside conversation with Aunt Allison. And he tells Auntie Allison that he has high expectation and Bao is not meeting them. He doesn't like the way she thinks. He doesn't like the way she communicates. The more he learns about her, the less he likes her. (laughs) And Auntie Allison says he is negative and critical (laughs) of a perfectly great marriage. And he concedes to Auntie Allison that she's doing the day-to-day stuff. He calls his aunt Aki, which I wonder if that means auntie. And then he says he's been single for this long because he hasn't settled for less. Oh, no, no, no. That's no way you've been single this long. Not why you're single, boo. Oh. Auntie Allison says that she just wants him to be happy. I, I just, the whole vibe of Johnny's family was very much like they they know him very well. And they're not surprised by this outcome at all. I was
3: pissed at them. I just felt like none of them told him that he was being an
2: asshole. I don't think they went in hard on him as they should have. I think there are subtle ways to get your point across. I noticed they did not co-sign on one single one of his criticisms. <laughs> there was no sympathy offered. Zero. Sometimes you have to listen to what people are telling you. <laughs> Without saying <laughs> <was> a word. <laughs> I
3: don't think Johnny is going to pick up on that. He's so focused on him being right
2: about Bao. So after this joyous occasion of Uncle Frank's birthday barbecue, Johnny comes back and he and Bao have a session with Pastor Cal, who appears to be in the McDonald's Um... (laughs) drive-thru. Pastor Cal looks so tired. Like,
3: why can't you get it together? I'm tired. He didn't even get out of his car. (laughs)
2: Uh, Johnny just starts with his complaining he says he feels like he's married to someone that's not right for me and the reason he didn't bring her to the barbecue is because he doesn't want his family to get attached and he doesn't like her she's not genuine and he says that she says things that aren't true and we are back to gourmet meals mm. which after we just watched what Bao did with the meal prep he cannot win this yeah (laughs) you look like a fool um so she like you and then he accuses her of constantly giving excuses it's just it was so mean it was so mean um and she has a list of all the things that she's cooked and he's like but we did these things together but we just watched her do those things while she was at the barbecue so what is he talking about And I also think these gourmet meals are such a red herring. Like, we focus on them so much, and I don't think they're even a little bit important.
3: They're not, because that's what I was about to say. I was like, even if she did it alone or not to get... What does that matter in the grand scheme of being married till death do
2: you part? Pastor Cal is not buying this. In fact, Pastor Cal is so not buying it that he asks if he has an affinity for someone outside of Val. He's basically (laughs) like, you're being so destructive and sabotaging the situation that the only thing i can think is that there must be someone else and it's funny because johnny doesn't like immediately deny it but he kind of does yeah i'm like are you are you scrolling the dating apps johnny (laughs) (laughs) and he continues on with this like let me bash bow for absolutely no good reason and he's like there are points in this process where he feels like he would rather be matched with literally anyone else.
0: Ah, so mean. And Pastor
2: Cal says, this is mean. And Bao says, it's a lot of mean things. And Bao also asks if there's someone else. And it sort of just comes to like, no, there's no one else. And Pastor Cal says, that you're just trying to discredit this relationship. Um, So he just wants to rule that out. And Johnny says every day he compares her to the ideal person who he thought he'd be married to. And Pastor Cal tells him that this person does not exist because she doesn't. He actually says have a funeral for her.
3: <laughs> I
2: think it's exist. even
3: worse. It's even worse to be compared to someone that doesn't exist. <laughs> because there's not even... That means you're just freestyling. Today, it's that like you lied about gourmet meals tomorrow. It's a happy... The next day you didn't shower okay that's valid but yeah
2: there's just oh, a the lot next of... day we had sex but i didn't like how you were throughout the day leading up to the <laughs> sex
3: <laughs> you, you don't wake me up for yoga it's <laughs> the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> but okay but in, in all seriousness though what does he do to initiate
2: like what, what are the dates that he's done i, I I think she claims like the skydiving that they did for the one month was his.
3: Um, I thought it was the other way around. She wanted to do it.
2: Yeah, so I think he maybe he he set that up. Oh, my opinion on skydiving. I want to skydive, but I'm gonna do it like George Bush. I'm gonna wait till I'm 70 because at that point, if anything goes wrong, it's okay. I'm 70. Um. I don't want to skydive now because if anything goes wrong, I've got a lot of life left to live. <laughs> I'm never going to do
3: it. I'm deathly afraid of heights, but I always had to push myself, but I'm not going to push myself this much. I just recently went ziplining on vacation, Aid, It was terrible. It People it were really- waiting for me. Oh my God. I'm scared of heights. And we had to do it seven times. It had like a course. I'm like, that's so excessive. So I was literally shaking and the lady's like, I'm just waiting for you to calm down. And I'm like, do I have to? Like, what do I need to do? She goes, you kind of have to go to go. Like, people are waiting. And I think I was pushed. So, yeah. Did you just scream each time? Just seven times just screaming your name. I out? didn't. I was just convinced I was going to die, and I wanted to die silently. So, I closed my eyes each time.
2: So, you didn't and look then around I would like, and appreciate the beauty that was around No, I didn't. You, the no, nature. I did not. I was just,
3: am I going <laughs> to land? Am I falling? And... They tell you to put your legs up. When you go, your legs have to be up. And then when you're about to land, it has to be straight out ahead of you. So I was trying to remember that while fighting the fact that I thought I was going to die. So yeah, never doing that again. Oh, I'm sad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be sad. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm good.
2: (laughs) But when you're 70, I really think you should go skydiving. You won't be scared anymore.
3: My heart wouldn't take it. That's okay. (laughs)
2: Back to these jokers. Um, sometimes I'm like, is it that Johnny Meg have an actual real issue? He's just terrible at expressing himself.
3: Um, I think that's
2: that can be added to the bullet point. I think there's a lot on the list. I, it's just very confusing because his complaints just sound so non-specific. It's, uh, <sighs> which is why
3: when Pascal asked him if he regrets doing this, and he said no, I'm like, uh, practically just said you want to be matched to literally anyone but Bao. Uh,
2: okay. And um, Pastor Cal talks to him about how great Bao is. And basically, she's perfectly imperfect for him. And there's no, like, Basically the rule of maps is like, we didn't promise to find you a perfect person. We found you like a good match and you're supposed to work with what we give you. Johnny's not mm-hmm. willing to work though. Um, mm-hmm. And Pastor, Ka- what? this is why I can't stand the show sometimes. It just, this is very reminiscent. Now, Bao is now getting praise for staying with Johnny who is so fucking mean to her.
3: Yeah.
2: Why can't these people ever advise, you should probably go now.
3: It's an experiment and they have free will.
2: Pastor Cal asks Bao if she's okay and she's not okay, but she appreciates Pastor Cal saying, like, nice things about her since that asshole sitting next to her can't appreciate her. That second part is my...
3: No, because if you haven't heard nice things in a while and she's basically been a punching bag and then you hear something nice, it's overwhelming. Like, wow, nice things, what, me? He didn't even hold her...
2: Oh, I hate Johnny. (laughs) Basically, Pastor Cal talks Johnny back into being married again. (laughs) Which I don't know who that's good for. I don't know who that's good for. But by the end of the conversation, Johnny's making all kinds of weird promises. This fool is running away again next week, Um, in my opinion. So now they go to bed, and they talk, and he asks where she's at, and she says she's not happy, and then he talks about himself some more, because it's always the Johnny show. Did he ask, what can I do to make you happy? No, 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 no. And then his excuse is that he wasn't ready for her to come and meet his family, and he wasn't ready to talk to Pastor Cal until the two of them had talked individually, because some things came out wrong. And Bao says it feels unfair. Why is she being told she's a two-faced crazy person? And she said that his characterization of her is very unkind and very unfair. And Bao says she has been patient. Someone has to be the adult. Um, she says her parents have been married for over 50 years. Um, and so she just she's like, it's different when you have to do it, opposed to just watching it. <laughs> um, the thing that put Johnny over the edge was the two of us have two recollections of the truth. His version of the truth is him crying out for help. And I'm like, is this still about meal prep and gourmet meals? (laughs) Crying out for help for what? Johnny. Bao says she's not appreciated. And he says he appreciates the food that he said didn't exist at dinner a few days ago. So I don't know why he's appreciative now. And then... Johnny's like, the way you show love is like baking, and I eat what you bake, but it doesn't really matter to me. And he wouldn't eat it. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, well, I don't know you yet, so I thought baking for you is something nice, but apparently that's not your love language. And they're misunderstanding each other's effort. And once again, Johnny wants her to do something. Because Johnny don't do shit! And she's <laughs> said... She'll wake up earlier to have coffee. And at the end of this, all I was thinking is, so tell me again, what is it that Johnny needs to do? I'm not hearing what Johnny needs to do. That seems to be missing. No. Oh, it was very painful to watch Aid. Oh, so painful. And next week is more of the same.
3: It might be worse. Because all I remember and all that's been playing in the loop was him saying... We've known each other for 11 years and we never went out. Why? Because I was never attracted to you. Have you not beaten her down
2: enough? That is, I'm telling you, that is when I was like, this man is Chris. <laughs> he's an Asian Chris, but he's Chris. And, and that has know. actually made me appreciate. I think appreciate might be the wrong word. But Ryan makes much more sense to me because no matter what, I don't think Ryan has any intent to harm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and there's no good way to tell someone I'm not into you.
2: Johnny is, like, hot and cold. You know, like, Brett Brett and Ryan aren't sleeping together. Johnny and Bao are. Like, it's... uh, He's really... He should never have been on the show. And (laughs) he's never going to get married. Johnny's never getting married in his life. After this, they're going to get divorced. He's never going to get married. And he needs to accept that about himself because
3: all the times you see certain people like, oh, I do want to get married. No, you don't. Just own your truth, own who you are, and just live your life. beyond the dating apps and have fun with that because you can't inflict all this trauma on somebody else.
2: <sighs> so. <sighs> you know, I don't think we discussed how Gil told his friend that Merlin now wants her own dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That, that's see, very confusing.
3: <laughs> I can see the kind of... Well, maybe now she actually has it. She's like, oh, there's somebody else. She'll probably do that too. And I can see the kind of dog she'll get. She'll get like a tiny dog that's fluffy.
2: Bring it into Target and stuff where absolutely no one wants your dog.
3: Dress him up in dresses.
2: <laughs> get right. some Gucci. She'd hit him with a Gucci. Um... <laughs>
3: all right aid who has your bouquet for the week
2: my bouquet actually goes to johnny's family i felt (laughs) like i saw some of the most subtle and decent shade i've ever seen in my life no support whatsoever for his position (laughs) auntie allison uncle marshall cousin brian rock stars all (laughs) (sighs) who has yours
3: So I have a tie this week. Couple-wise, my bouquet actually goes to Michaela and Zach. I know. But they did look happy this week. And if Michaela was being sincere about what she was telling her sister, that was a lot of growth and a lot of introspectiveness, if that's a word. And then we'll see if she carries it out. But it was just good to see them laughing all over again. And then the second tie is Merla's friend, Elisha, Elisha. I just liked how she wasn't beating around the bush and just asking back to back, how was the head? Uh, I thought that was I was worried about that. How is it living with a frugal person? It's not about you, Merla. Just give it a, a true friend. So appreciate that. All right. Who has your burnt ashes?
2: Who else could have them besides Johnny?
3: I don't know. <laughs> just checking. Who has yours? I mean, who else could have it besides Johnny? <laughs> It was bad. It, it was bad. It was just really bad.
2: It, it, Bao just doesn't really deserve any of this. I I want her to leave. Like I want her out. This is done.
3: I know they can't tell them to leave, but I think maybe they should introduce a section or something where they give them that option. Like, hey, you have this option. Are you good? because this is not good for anybody's psyche at all. It is, oh, I was going to say, it sounds like a strong word, but there's no other way to describe it. This is abusive.
2: Yeah. When you constantly tell someone how terrible they are all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it is abusive. With no, like, personal responsibility on your end as to why there might be some misery.
3: Yeah. And it would be something if she was dishing it back, but she has been so
2: respectful. Why didn't I give her my bouquet? Oh, that's bad. But, um, yeah. We don't give bouquets out for people tolerating things they shouldn't tolerate.
3: You're right. You're right. But it's just, I, I think I'm in awe of how she's managed to keep her cool, honestly, because she had every right to go ham on him.
2: So, I will. I, Bao was actually pretty awesome. But I just don't, and she comes off, you know, like, very strong, very, like, calm, very whatever. But I just don't see her leaving the situation, like, better. And it kind of comes out in unfiltered, too. Like, it's just, it's it's very page reminiscent. (sighs) Anyway, on that happy note, (laughs) (laughs) that's it for this week. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at m a f s. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Tane is the one who tweets for us. And last night, she had some good ones. (laughs) So go check it out on Twitter. Um, And we love hearing from you. So you can tell us what you think about Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, too. We are available everywhere
3: you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Please show us some support, some more, by not forgetting to subscribe wherever you listen. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us boost our ratings. We will see you guys next week. Bye.